This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 162 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1989. Dookie Hauser, M.D. premiered on ABC on September 19, 1989 at 8.30 p.m. A dramedy from the makers of Hill Street Blues and Ally McBeal. Neil Patrick Harris stars as a 16-year-old prodigy who blows through college and medical school, beginning the series as a second-year resident. His father and mother, played by James B. Sicking and Belinda Montgomery, are protective of him while understanding his unique situation. Max Casella plays Vinny, Doogie's best friend and normal teen, while Lisa Dean Ryan plays Doogie's girlfriend. Vinny's girlfriend is played by Lucy Boyer. Doogie joins a medical practice led by Dr. Canfield, Lawrence Pressman, who's a buddy of Doogie's physician dad. Also working there, a fellow resident, Mitchell Anderson, a nurse, Catherine Lang, who later dates Doogie, and an ex-gang member and orderly played by Marcus Redmond. Riff Hutton plays another doctor, and Robin Lively plays a nursing student and later Doogie's girlfriend. We covered James B. Sicking on episode 94 for Turnabout and Lawrence Pressman in episode 103 for Ladies' Man. Neil Patrick Harris was discovered while attending a drama camp in his home state of New Mexico. His first on-screen role was in the film Clara's Heart in 1988. Doogie Hauser came soon after. He won a Young Artist Award three times for the role, as well as a People's Choice Award. There were TV guest roles, often playing the Doogie character. In 1997, he played against type in the bizarre Starship Troopers, which led to the series Stark Raving Mad and voice work on Spider-Man. Harris went to Broadway, Cabaret, Proof, Assassins, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, winning a Tony and a Drama Desk Award, and he was also in a touring company of Rent. More films, The Mesmerist, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. In 2005, he won the role that he's best known for, Barney Stinson, on How I Met Your Mother. He won two People's Choice Awards for that role. By the end of that long run, Harris had already played a dramatic role in Gone Girl. There were some quirky projects, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, a Joss Whedon internet event during an industry strike, Neil's Puppet Dreams, and a live stunt show called Best Time Ever with Neil Patrick Harris. He became a go-to host for award shows, the Tonys four times, winning an Emmy each time, the Emmys three times, the Oscars one time, more films, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and The Smurfs, both voice work, The Muppets, A Million Ways to Die in the West, The Matrix Resurrections, along with TV shows, A Series of Unfortunate Events, Eden, F is for Family, Uncoupled. He will be appearing in the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special next year in an unannounced role. 
Harris publicly came out in 2006 and has been in a relationship since 2004, married in 2014. They have two kids from a surrogate. He's a devotee of magic and has written a series of young adult books about it. Belinda Montgomery was born in Canada. Both their parents were actors. She became a regular presence in 70s TV, mostly in guest roles. She had runs on Marcus Welby, MD, Medical Center, and appeared in the film Breaking Point. Her first regular TV role was on The Man from Atlantis. More shows, Simon and Simon, Days of Our Lives, Aaron's Way, Miami Vice, and then came Doogie. Montgomery continues to do guest TV work and appeared in Tron Legacy. Max Casella was able to play younger roles due to a medical condition. He didn't go through puberty until age 27 after a medical intervention. He appeared in a few TV guest roles prior to Doogie Howser. There was voice work, Crow, The Adventures of Hyperman, Courage the Cowardly Dog, The Little Mermaid sequels, Dinosaur, The Jack Video Games, GTA 4, before returning to live action work. The Sopranos, The Bronx is Burning, Boardwalk Empire, Vinyl, The Detour, Ray Donovan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and films Newsies, Ed Wood, Analyze This, Leatherheads, and Blue Jasmine. Casella performed on Broadway in The Lion King, winning a Theater World Award, and The Music Man. Lisa Dean Ryan would go on to Class of 96 and Dead at 21. She left the biz in 2005. Mitchell Anderson had already appeared in Space Camp and Jaws the Revenge prior to Doogie. He would go on to TV shows Party of Five and After Forever. Anderson came out in 1996 and works with gay causes. Catherine Lang was her high school's homecoming queen. Doogie was her only regular TV series work. She appeared in the film The Marrying Man and on Broadway in Madam M. Marcus Redman went on to NYPD Blue, Murder One, and Family Rules. He's also a writer and producer. Riff Hutton went to L.A. for stardom, but was soon homeless before roles came in. He had regular or recurring roles on Tribes, The Bold and the Beautiful, Jag, and General Hospital, along with films Stand and Deliver, Star Trek Generations, and the recent Emily the Criminal. Hutton has also done voice work on Osmosis Jones, Need for Speed, Curious George, Splinter Cell, Astro Boy, The Princess and the Frog, Rio, Paranorman, Hotel Transylvania, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, The Ice Age series, Resident Evil, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Robin Lively is the half-sister of Blake. Their family are all actors. Robin was acting by age six, making her screen debut in Summer of My German Soldier. She was doing TV guest work and appeared in the film Wildcats. When she was cast in The Karate Kid Part 3, her relationship with Ralph Macchio's character had to be altered, as she was still underage. He was actually 27, but playing 17. Lively won an Emmy for an ABC after-school special and appeared on Twin Peaks and The Freshman Dorm, alongside Doogie. Other shows, Chicago Hope, Savannah, George and Leo, Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street, Light as a Feather, and 9-11 Lone Star. ABC opposed casting Harris for the lead, but Stephen Bochco's contract would have forced the network to pay a huge penalty if they had canceled the project. ABC later greenlit the pilot based on Harris's performance. The series reached the top 30 the first two seasons, 2.5 on the Bazinga scale, before slipping for two more seasons. 
Doogie would summarize his thoughts at the end of each episode via a journal he kept on his computer, one of the first TV characters to regularly use a personal computer. Doogie and Vinny would later get an apartment together. Bochco intended to have a final season arc where Doogie tires of medicine and becomes a writer, but ABC pulled the plug abruptly. Instead, he leaves the medical practice in the final episode. Disney Plus introduced a semi-sequel called Doogie Kamealoha, M.D., centering on a 16-year-old mixed-race doctor in Hawaii. The original series existed as a TV show in that continuity, hence the name. By the way, there has never been a 16-year-old doctor in the U.S. The closest is 17, although there is a 16-year-old in India. I watched an episode of the series on Hulu. The opening theme is very quiet and restful. Doogie is infatuated with a nursing student, despite already being with Wanda. Vinny gives him bad advice, and it doesn't go well. In a lovely parallel, he's treating a patient with two wives. The Nuthouse premiered on NBC on September 20th, 1989 at 9.30 p.m., not to be confused with the 1992 film. Mel Brooks brings us a hotel farce using some of his rep company. Harvey Corman plays the officious manager, Cloris Leachman plays a dual role, an oversexed Teutonic housekeeper and the owner of the hotel, who's only appearing in the pilot. Mark Blankfield plays a nearly blind elevator operator, Brian McNamara plays the son of the hotel owner who put him in charge despite having no idea how to do the job. Molly Hagan plays the owner's secretary. We covered Harvey Corbin on episode 114 for Mama's Family and Cloris Leachman on episode 56 for The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mark Blankfield was in Mel Brooks' troupe for Robin Hood Men in Tights and Dracula Dead and Loving It. He had a regular role on Good and Evil, but may be best remembered for being in the cast of ABC's SNL knockoff, Fridays. Brian McNamara had already appeared in films The Flamingo Kid, Short Circuit, and Caddyshack 2 prior to The Nuthouse. He went on to regular work on Pigsty, Homefront, Mercy Point, Manhattan, Arizona, and Army Wives, along with a ton of guest spots. Other films, Arachnophobia and I Know Who Killed Me. McNamara is also a producer, Harlem Heights, BTM2, and a director, Granite Flats. One of Molly Hagan's first roles was in the Chuck Norris movie Code of Silence. Other films, Some Kind of Wonderful, Election, Red State, Sully. She's been a regular or recurred on Herman's Head, Life's Work, Unfabulous, Law and Order True Crime, I, Zombie, Jane the Virgin, No Good Nick, Truth Be Told, and is currently on Walker. The Nuthouse was such a broad satire that it included surreal gags, making it difficult to follow. Perhaps that's why it ran all of five episodes, with five more never aired in the U.S. The entire series was aired in the U.K. and actually did relatively well. Found the opening and a clip on YouTube, the theme is incredibly generic, like they got it from a stock music site. A newlywed couple strips in the hallway when their room door is stuck with goofy sound effects. There's a sight gag with a stereotypical Indian from Central Casting who's asked if he has a reservation. Corman and Leachman try their hardest with the script, but it's no good. (laughs) 
day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Northern tradition of the grand design, some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle Family Matters premiered on ABC on September 22, 1989, at 8.30 p.m., a prime example of a show that changed direction when a side character took over. It was a spinoff of ABC's Perfect Strangers, intended to showcase Joe Marie Payton, who played Harriet, the elevator operator where the Perfect Stranger boys worked. She had her own family, husband and Chicago cop Carl Winslow, Reginald Vell Johnson, and their kids, son Eddie, Darius McCrary, daughter Laura, Kelly Shanging Williams, and younger daughter Judy, Jamie Foxworth. There's also Harriet's sister Rachel, Telma Hopkins, who had just gotten divorced and moved in with them along with her infant son Richie, Joseph and Julius Wright, and later Brighton McClure. Rachel runs a local lunch counter. Finally, there's Grandma Winslow, played by Rosetta Lenore, who also moves in. So, a fairly straightforward African-American family sitcom, right? Well, a new character is added halfway through season one, intended as the wacky neighbor stereotype. Nerdy, bespectacled Steve Urkel, Jaleel White, went from an occasional side character to the show's lead, with the Winslow family mostly reduced to reacting to his shenanigans. Barry Jenner played a police sergeant, Sean Harrison played Eddie's buddy, Sherry Johnson played Laura's BFF, and Michelle Thomas played a teen in love with Urkel. Speaking of him, Urkel's parents left the country without him. I guess even they couldn't stand him, so he moved in with the Winslows. The Cousin Oliver rule was invoked a year later when Urkel, as a big brother, meets 3J, Orlando Brown, who gets adopted by the family. We covered Telma Hopkins on episode 99 for A New Kind of Family, Rosetta Lenore on episode 107 for Gimme a Break, and Sherry Johnson on episode 122 for Punky Brewster. Joe Marie Payton had runs on The New Odd Couple and Silver Spoons prior to her role on Perfect Strangers, which she left for the spinoff. Like many of Family Matters cast members, Peyton had issues with Jaleel White, and she left the show in its final season. Judy Ann Elder took over the role for the final eight episodes. She would later have recurring or regular roles on Moesha, Will and Grace, The Proud Family, voice work, The Rev, Man and Wife. Films include The Hollywood Nights, Troop Beverly Hills, and the 2018 Little Mermaid. Judy Ann Elder had runs on The Young and the Restless, Midnight Patrol, Adventures in the Dream Zone, voice work, Martin, Mad About You, and Family Time. Reginald Vell Johnson worked with Joseph Papp alongside Morgan Freeman and CCH Pounder. He moved into films, Ghostbusters, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, which then quickly ended, Crocodile Dundee, Die Hard, and Turner and Hooch, often playing cops. He made a single appearance on Perfect Strangers to introduce his Carl character. After Family Matters, he did a lot of TV guest spots and several films, returning to TV for Mike and Molly, Heart of Dixie, Clipped, Hitting the Brakes, a new Turner and Hooch series, with voice work on Tron Uprising, Three Below, Tales of Arcadia, and Laser Wolf. 
Darius McCreary was a child actor appearing in films Big Shots and Mississippi Burning prior to Family Matters. His character was partly written out over time. His character went to college as Urkel became the star. He would go on to TV's Freedom, Kingpin, Committed, The Young and the Restless, Anger Management, The Jammies, Voice Work, Star, and Monogamy. Other films, Transformers as Jazz, 15 Minutes, Saw 6, and True to the Game. Family Matters was a very early role for Kelly Shangying Williams. She went on the TV series What About Joan a few years later. She also acted as a substitute host for reality show Clean House. Jamie Foxworth was modeling by the age of five and doing national TV commercials. Family Matters was her only regular TV work. Her character disappeared with no explanation during the show's run. Later episodes referenced that the Winslows only had two children. She attempted to get into music after that, and in the early 2000s, became an adult actress. She would battle substance abuse and wound up in the reality show circuit. Brighton LeClure appeared in TV commercials at age two, one with Michael Jackson. Family Matters was his first TV series at age four. He would go on to The Vampire Diaries, Hero Factory, The Rich and the Ruthless, with voice work on Zevo 3, Winx Club, DC Super Friends, and Young Justice but is best known as Devon on The Young and the Restless, a regular role since 1996, winning two daytime Emmys out of 10 nominations. Jaleel White was doing TV commercials by age three, one with the Pudding Pop guy. He auditioned for the role of Rudy, who was actually originally male. Instead, he won a part on Cosby Show clone Charlie and Company. A few TV guest spots followed, and then came Steve Urkel. Like J.J. and Fonzie before him, his side character became the star of the show, partly due to catchphrases. Did I do that? At the height of his popularity, Steve Urkel had a breakfast cereal and a doll. White would write multiple episodes of the series. He became typecast in the role, and after the series ended, vowed never to play him again. He's got an animated TV movie in production doing the voice as I record this. During the show's run, he got another gig, playing the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog on various TV series. He would return to TV in the ironically named Grown Ups, which only lasted a season. Other TV series, Fake It Until You Make It, which he produced and wrote, Me, Myself, and I, and The Big Show Show. White did an interview show with other former child actors called Ever After with Jaleel White and competed on Dancing with the Stars. Jaleel's films include Big Fat Liar and Dream Girls. Barry Jenner got his start in regional theater, which led to Soap's Somerset, Another World, Knott's Landing, Days of Our Lives, Dallas, Generations. He had a run on Something So Right, as well as on Star Trek DS9. He also ran the game show circuit. Films include Looker and Defending Santa. Jenner was an LAPD reserve officer for 21 years. He passed in 2016. Sean Harrison was another child actor doing TV commercials. His TV work includes Day by Day, Girlfriends, and voice work on The Legion of Superheroes. Michelle Thomas's father was a founding member of Cool in the Gang, while her mother was an actress and her first coach. Thomas won Miss Talented Teen International. She played Theo's girlfriend on the Pudding Pop Guys show, and then came Family Matters. She also had a concurrent run on The Young and the Restless. Thomas was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, and despite the removal of a large tumor, she passed at age 30, shortly after Family Matters had wrapped up. 
Orlando Brown had already appeared in the film Major Pain and did voice work on Waynehead prior to Family Matters. He went on to The Jamie Foxx Show, Two of a Kind, Safe Harbor, That's So Raven, The End, and voice work on Fillmore and The Proud Family. He moved into a music career by the mid-2000s and had various arrests and rehabs soon after. Family Matters was a hit as part of ABC's TGIF lineup, despite only getting into the top 30 for three of its nine seasons, 2.4 on the Bazinga scale. During the show's run, Steve Urkel transformed from a geek to a cartoonish genius, creating time machines and a cloning device, allowing White to appear as suave Stefan and cousin Myrtle. Since Urkel was only interested in Laura, actually infatuated, with many plot lines involving wild schemes to woo her, other characters faded away. Daughter Judy disappeared without explanation, apparently joining Chuck Cunningham upstairs. Since the series was part of ABC's TGIF lineup, characters from the show made guest appearances on Full House, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, and Mego. By the final season, with ratings starting to falter, Family Matters was sold off to CBS as part of a package deal with Step by Step. CBS tried to replicate TGIF with their own block party, but it was an abysmal failure, and Family Matters was gone after that final season. It is the second longest-running live-action U.S. sitcom with an African-American cast. The Jeffersons remains number one with 11 seasons. It outlasted all other live-action scripted shows that premiered in the 1980s. The series went into second-run syndication, going from TBS to WGN to BET to MTV2 to Nick at Night to ABC Family to TV1. In terms of streaming, it was originally on Hulu, but it's now on HBO Max, where I watched an episode. The opening theme is classic Miller Milkus Boyett with the cast presented. Steve Urkel gets hit by lightning three times and is afraid to go outside. God, is he annoying. You can feel the rest of the cast gritting their teeth. Meanwhile, Myra and Laura compete for the same department store job. This show is either excruciating or meh. More of 1989 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.